0: Welcome to Xin Jiao, aka Hello in Vietnamese. This podcast is a collective space where we come together to talk about all things lifestyle, career, and share
1: our diverse perspectives. I'm Chelsea and this is Jeanette. Today, let's talk trapping a man going straight to the source. I'm sure you guys are really curious.
0: Here we have two of Houston's most eligible bachelors, Matt and Uche. Please introduce yourselves. First up, Uche.
2: Yeah, my name is Uche. I'm 33 years old, live in Houston, and I'm a lawyer by trade. I also own a software company.
0: That's awesome. That's quite the intro there. Next up, Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: And thank you so much for having me on the podcast. That is a tough intro to follow. I am- I thought he just dropped it. (laughs) Um, I'm Matt Melanson. I'm also 33. I live in Houston. I run operations for an for a, a apparel company and gym accessories um, called Anaka Power. And then I also run a car rental business on Turo.
0: Perfect. So thank you for you both for taking the time to talk to us on this Sunday. The first question I wanted to ask you guys was a little bit about how's the dating space like these days?
2: Yeah, I mean, the dating space is a little bit uh, crazy <laughs> these days. I think that, um, you know, the whole online dating thing has really taken over. And, you know, with so many different apps and, you know, so many different, um, you know, places to meet people, I think it's kind of like dating ADD, where there's like so many options that people are getting that, you know, analysis paralysis there.
1: That's so yeah. I was going to say, what is the dating app that's in right now? So I know like back then when I was in the dating scene, I think Bumble was where it was at. Is there like a different app these days that a lot of guys are on?
3: I'd probably say Hinge is the the best one or the most classy app of them all. And then Tinder is still around as well as Bumble.
0: Wait, 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 hold up. So from what I'm hearing, there are different tiers of dating apps. What do you mean more classy?
3: Um, I would say people are looking for certain things on certain apps. Um, wow. Tinder is more, more of a fresh out of relationship type of app. And then Hinge is more on the, I'd like to meet your parents
2: type of app. Okay. I would agree with yeah. that. I think Hinge is a little bit more, you know, robust in terms <laughs> of what it's asking for people. They have prompts that they're giving you. That's really, you know, asking questions about your life or what you're looking for. So there's a whole lot of information on hinge. And then it's like something like Tinder, you go there and it's just a big photo of somebody. And maybe they wrote one or two sentences there in their profile, but it's very much geared towards physical attraction where hinge it's geared towards finding similar interest.
0: Mm, so for you guys, where have your most? I guess where's the most success been with which app, where you find good quality women, and you're just like, ooh, I'm excited to go on this date.
3: I'd say Hinge for sure, mainly because of all the prompts that they have about people. It's a lot easier to strike up a conversation than just admiring someone's pictures or trying to compliment their picture. You actually have a little bit more information to to talk about from from the very beginning, so that's always nice. Yeah. And, um,
2: Mm. I would say hinge as well for for the most part.
1: So when you're looking at a girl's hinge profile I guess aside from the photo that captures your attention what else usually captures your attention on the profile?
2: Yeah I would say just basically what they're writing and how thorough they are with the questions. I feel like some girls you know go into the prompts and they're just filling it out just to get it over with. Like if I read all of her prompts and there's just one word answers or two word answers, it, it seems to me like she's just treating it as, you know, another Tinder or Bumble or whatever else. But
1: mm-hmm. when
2: somebody has lots of interesting hobbies or, you know, cool things to say or funny answers to some of the questions, um, you know, it makes me feel a little bit more comfortable that she's taking the, um, taking the app and thus da- taking dating in general more seriously. Mm,
0: So you're looking for somebody to answer seriously and not just kind of fill it out on a whim. I I don't know if this is true or not. I remember I was talking to a guy before and he said that he had gotten so tired of starting these quick, easy conversations that he essentially on his phone, he had in his notes area, he had prompts. So he would just copy and paste them over. So do you find yourself getting basically the same conversations or do you guys do the whole thing where you call them?
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess for for me personally, if it's if it's on hinge, and I'm liking somebody's, um, you know, profile, you don't just like swipe left or swipe right, you have to like a specific item on the profile. So for example, if one of the prompts is, you know, what's your favorite hobby? And she writes to the answer, you know, in of the prompt. Oh, I love traveling. Then I will like that specific answer, and I'll ask, Oh, what's the most exciting place you've ever traveled to? And that's why it's a little bit easier with Hinge. Now I could see the uh, the canned prompts working for something like Tinder, uh, because there's not really a whole lot to talk about on their page. So that, that's kind of just my general approach to it.
0: Matt, do you have anything to add to that? Or I guess after you talk to them a few times, you guys want to have an actual conversation on the phone with them to see if they're not a weirdo
2: or <laughs> a weirdo?
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah, like. I, I feel the exact same way as Uche. It's a lot easier to strike up a conversation with certain prompts, but I prefer to meet face-to-face before talking on the phone. I think text is fine and phone is fine, but meeting in person is where you really find out how someone is. Like if they're, they have to have a good sense of humor, their quirks, all the little things, it's a lot easier in person.
2: Okay. Yeah, I kind, of, I kind of agree with that. For some reason, I just think it's weird to talk on the phone or have a FaceTime with somebody you've never met before, because it feels like something very personal uh, to do. <laughs> and it's like, why are we wasting time having this 30 minute or an hour discussion? We could have just had this in person and in person, I think you're a lot more able to communicate better and read each other's body language and feel things out versus you know having that initial discussion on the phone i think is kind of pointless
1: i can see that because i think when you're in person you can definitely feel the chemistry a little bit better than over the screen or even like over text message or like a hinged dm
0: well also honestly i hate facetiming the angles I just look like a weird anime character. So (laughs) I don't want to be FaceTiming somebody early. (laughs) At least I can speak for myself there. So this brings me on to my next thing, which Uche just kind of led into, which is where are you guys meeting women then? So if you're setting up that first date and you're choosing a place to go, where would you choose? And if you're not on the app, then what's your go-to spot?
2: Yeah, I think it, It it kind of it kind of varies for me. I think the easiest thing to do a lot of times is just say, okay, hey, let's go go for a drink, you know, very simple, you know, go to a, a cocktail bar, you know, go to a lounge or something and that that that's the tried and true that's the staple right you have the uh, the alcohol there it's a little bit of a you know what do you call it a social lubricant getting people to open up getting people to talk a little bit more um that's fine as well so if i'm going on a date in the nighttime you know that's typically what i'll do i do like doing things that are different sometimes you know especially if it's on the weekend and you can meet up during the day you know sometimes i will say okay you know let's go for as cliche as it may sound, okay, let's go for a cup of coffee. Or my favorite is, hey, let's go for some Froyo. Because nobody ever gets nobody ever asks people to go out for Froyo. But it's a very nice, simple date. You go, you get a snack, you're talking to each other. And then from there, if you really like the conversation, you like where things are going, you can go someplace else after that. But it's something that's really, you know, inexpensive, low commitment, it doesn't take a whole lot of time to eat a cup of Froyo. So it's a good initial, hey, temperature check where are we at are we vibing do we have chemistry so I like doing that things like that during the daytime as well
1: I love that I love the froyo yeah I, you can't see my
0: face right now but I'm smiling so big because I think it's horrible <laughs> like I got a message from a guy saying hey 4 p.m froyo date yeah that is so cute
2: I, I mean it. everybody likes froyo honestly <laughs>
0: what if your lactose intolerance Uche you can't say that
2: uh it sucks to be them then
0: I think <laughs> what about you, Matt?
2: Oh, man, I'd, I'd say the same.
3: Um, it's it typically drinks, it, something low commitment. I think dinner for a very first time meeting someone is kind of too much of a commitment. Um, I've done that in the past. And it, sometimes it can get awkward or sometimes you're not really feeling them. You kind of need a, a a quicker exit strategy and I think a, a drink or two to get started is a, it is a, is a good way and then if things progress from there then you can go to dinner from from wherever you got a drink from
1: okay I think this is a good segue to my next question so it seems like you two have uh been on like a lot of dates so why have you guys chosen not to settle so far
3: Ooh, that's a tough question I'll, tough. I'll I'll take this one um so straightforward answer is I've seen a lot of unsuccessful marriages and and they've all been unsuccessful for various reasons. And I feel like it's very important not to avoid certain red flags or, or to try to settle for a very specific reason, whether it's your, your parents that are putting pressure on you or your family, um, or you're getting to a certain age. I think it's very important to establish a, a genuine connection with someone before proceeding to to the next phase with someone whether it be a relationship or engagement and like we mentioned before there's just so many options and I think people don't really try as hard anymore to to truly get over obstacles with someone like as soon as you 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 notice a flaw in someone it's really easy for someone to just jump ship and and try to find someone else that it's a better match but um that that's also a downfall so I, I just think that it's just very important to find what's most important to you before you take that next step because forever is a long period of time and depends on on what your goals are in a relationship. Me personally, I'd like to raise a family um, and, and grow with someone. So I'd like to find someone that is willing to do that with me um, and tackle this life uh, no matter what, what gets thrown at us.
0: That was such yeah. a thoughtful answer. Standing ovation. Yes. Why, thank
2: you. <laughs> 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 I, I definitely, you know, agree with yeah. an add on that. And one thing is, I just find the, the topic, or the idea of settling so interesting, because yeah, nobody, nobody wants to, to settle in life. But at the same time, I think it's a situation where we really have to ask ourselves what is settling and what isn't because I think in our heads we all have this list of you know qualities and attributes that we want in the perfect partner and I think a lot of times in life nobody is going to check every single one of those boxes so maybe you find somebody that meets 60% 70% 80% 90% of those qualities that you know you really want on that list and then it's really an aspect of okay what on this list is negotiable or not and you know are those you know negotiable items letting go of those is that settling or is it not so i don't know it's interesting but i think for me you know deciding not to settle is more of an aspect of hey i want all of these non-negotiable items, the things that I 100% have to have. And that's just something that I haven't seen yet. And I think that a lot of times people are scared to be alone. Mm. But in my case, I'm comfortable being alone. You know, I can have friends, I could date, whatever else. I don't feel the need to rush into, you know, a relationship or a marriage Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because I'm scared to be alone. I'm comfortable, you know, with myself and, you know, I can find peace in, in being alone and have that patience to find somebody that's going to meet those non-negotiables.
0: Yeah. I definitely identify with that answer. So we saw on that. I think it's a lot of self-awareness though, and a lot of patience with yourself and seeing the things that you don't like around you and learning from them and implementing those things, which it sounds like that's where all that patience came from was both of you have witnessed relationships that you weren't fond of, and you're waiting to have your needs met and you realize where your threshold is for your non-negotiables. And those are all subjective to the individual. So,
1: yeah. And I think it's really important to have your non-negotiables and not, you know, doing anything or settling with anything that doesn't match those things. Because I think to understand that about yourself is a huge, huge thing to have.
0: It's really difficult because when you're younger, yeah. you're not as good at holding those boundaries. And I think that's really only something that you are able to gain with age.
2: And I think it's even even (laughs) today, you know, looking at dating, you know, obviously at a certain point in time, you know, you realize, you know, what those red flags are. But I think you know, and I'll just speak for myself. There has, there have been, you know, girls that I've dated or relationships recently where I do see, you know, some of those red flags and I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is one of my non-negotiables. And then I second guess myself and I'm like, but is it non-negotiable really? (laughs) And then, you know, just kind of, just kind of go with it anyway, continue (laughs) on dating. And then it's like a few months later, I'm like, okay, crap, you know, (laughs) <laughs> it was it wasn't non-negotiable. I should have seen that red flag, but I ignored it because I was in the moment and what I was feeling. So I think that, you know it, it's a constant battle of you know, just listening to yourself and sticking to those principles that you had going into it.
0: oh, for sure. It's also funny that you mentioned that because I think a lot of us all the time we're so, I guess open-minded nowadays, and with all you know the apps and everything, there's not as much commitment. So, you end up being way too open minded and not being as committed. And then you, you end up going through a bunch of people and you look back like, crap, I should have seen that way sooner.
3: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so, it's so hard though. Cause at the beginning, when you're first meeting someone, you're, you're afraid not to be too judgmental. You're like, am I overthinking this? Like, is this really an issue? Is it not? And you really always want to give someone the benefit of the doubt. And then when that happens, you find out that maybe you shouldn't have.
0: So I guess that leads me into my next question here. What are you both looking for in a woman? Uche?
2: Yeah, I think really what I'm looking for uh, in a woman is passion. And for me, passion is a very attractive attribute in somebody it's like, what are you interested in? What do you wake up every day and think about? What is the one topic that, you know, somebody will ask you about it and you smile real big and you get excited and you're really excited to talk about it. And that can be anything in life, you know, whether it's your career and your future, uh, you know, whether it's hobbies, you know, you like dancing, you like painting, or whether it's, you know, traveling or hiking, or, you know, just things that you like to do having different interests uh, in life, I think it's uh, very attractive. And I think when people are passionate, and they're able to share their passions with their partners, and that you start to, you know, develop those shared interests or those share, shared hobbies. Um, that's something that's very fulfilling in a relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Matt, what about you?
3: It's a great answer. Um, I'd say passion as well. But my biggest thing is drive. I'd love a woman with drive. um, Someone who's just as just as ambitious as I am, and can handle anything that life throws at them. Um, Life gets very tough uh, for all of us. And it's, it's very important to know how someone else reacts to to life's obstacles. And I think that's what determines how successful a relationship is. Because for instance, I want children in the future. And if, and if our kids are having a bad day at school or like a, something happened with them at any point in time, I wanna know that I'm with the right person that can handle that without causing more stress or anxiety to a situation. So I would, I'd probably say drive is what I look for the most.
0: Yeah, passion and drive are both very important. Mm -hmm. But it's not like you guys just haven't met somebody yet who I guess meets your needs when it comes to those areas. But even being able to say those qualities, it means that you're aware enough to be able to seek them. Because again, most people, I think a lot of the younger relationships, people kind of fell into it. It's like, okay, this person's quote unquote chill, this person's attractive, whatever. And it's like, okay, I'll just stay with this person. But with what you guys are telling me, it's so much more than that. It's the self-development aspect. It's mm-hmm. the long-term of it. How do we withstand adversity together? You know, how does this person react every morning when they wake up to be next to me? You know, what do they want out of life? What do they want their eulogy virtues to be? Those sort of things.
1: Yeah, I think like the older we get, like the different, we look for different qualities in somebody else. Um, so I guess my next question is, so those are some of the qualities that you look for in women. What are some red flags or turnoffs? To you guys,
0: I feel like Uche would have a long list. There,
2: there, there are there are red flags, and I mean
0: silence, y'all. The silence came from that.
2: (laughs) So you know, red flags for me, um, you know, is somebody that you know, number one isn't. They, they don't know how to think logically and, you know, control their emotions, somebody that's overly, you know, emotional about certain things to where it's, you know, kind of detrimental to your relationship. For example, you know, if you have an argument, you know, with somebody, and you're able to sit down, and you're able to, you know, speak with them, and you're able to resolve that, That is something that you should be able to internalize and move forward from. So an emotional aspect to it is, you know, always bringing up the past. Hey, you remember that argument we had six months ago? Well, I'm still not over it. I'm still thinking about it. So somebody that's able to you know not have an overly you know emotional response to certain things granted you know something that's something that you're able to talk about and you're able to change and you're able to work through it i think you know having that uh, dedication to you know moving forward together and letting certain things go um you know is very important and it's a red flag when you know somebody Uh, holds on to certain things or if somebody doesn't have good communication skills, um, you know, is another one. If you're thinking something in your head or something's wrong, it shouldn't be something that you just sit on and something that, you know, you're upset about and something that drives your behavior. You should be able to be completely open and honest with somebody that you're with um, and be able to communicate that. So I would say, good communication, and being able to have very, you know, logical, open dialogues with people. And uh, if you're not able to do those things, those are red flags for me personally. Matt? Yeah,
3: um, same for me on those. um, In addition to that, I would say someone who um, doesn't keep their word that's probably the the biggest pet peeve of mine. Um, someone says that they're gonna do something and they don't. And then in addition to that, let me think, um, someone who can't be wrong. I, I hate it when someone is afraid to be wrong. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. And I think that's the hardest part about getting through an argument with someone or, or trying to progress and, um, just mature in a relationship if you're afraid to just be wrong about something um that's probably the, the biggest issue that i've had in past relationships or or if you admit admitted to something you kind of backtrack like uche said and, and bring up a past argument i hate when you you feel like you've made progress in, in an argument and then somehow some way that that same argument comes back back up for no reason at all um that's a pretty big red flag for me
0: it's funny because everything that you guys both just said that person that you're speaking about who wouldn't have these red flags needs to be very self-aware because that's not something that you can really have overnight with a lot of people it's they fall into the traps and you know their trauma or toxic habits they'll you know exhibit those from time to time but you're saying that if you see that even once or twice on a first date you're gonna ghost or just leave
2: not um, not necessarily go not
1: ahead
2: yeah yeah not
3: necessarily it all depends on 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 how they can talk through things like if they like Uche said if they if they have a logical explanation or like if with time they can kind of come down from from that emotional high and like explain themselves in, in a way that uh, you both come to an understanding then then it's okay to move forward because no one's perfect 24-7 and even myself and Uche, I'm sure they, there's a time where we messed up or we're wrong, but as long as we can explain ourselves and explain what was going through our minds at the time, then that's a very important quality in someone.
0: Mm, so basically just conflict resolution. So if you guys yeah. come across these red flags, if the person's able to one, acknowledge that they did it, but then kind of figure out a workaround and ways that you can sort of work through it, you guys would still stick it through.
2: Absolutely. You got to be patient. Okay. It has to, you have to get a sense that somebody is willing to. to change and willing to make things work. I mean, I've been guilty of some of those red flags myself, you know, about internalizing things and not having open communication. And that's something that, you know, I work on, you know, still to this day. But the thing about it is, you know, to Matt's point is, I can recognize that that's something that I need to work on, you know? So I'm constantly making that effort to change that type of behavior. And as long as I see that in somebody else, like, hey, I have this issue and this is what I'm doing to work on it, then that's completely fine. But somebody, like you said, that's not self-aware about those things, that's when it becomes a problem because not only does that behavior continue, but they also don't think that there's anything wrong with it. And at that point, we're on different pages.
0: Yeah, And that kind of, I guess, reaction just really brings the energy down the relationship when you don't have that, you know, succinct and just make you essentially if you have, my perspective is, if you're going to have conflict resolution, no matter what the argument is, I'd like, ideally, I'd like to leave that situation feeling closer together than farther apart, yeah. and how I know if I have good conflict resolution with somebody, whether it be a friend, a family member, a lover, is if I tell you, or if you tell me that something bothers you, we can acknowledge it, and, you know, after
1: whatever happened, we feel closer together. Yeah, I think that's super important, um, and then, I guess, in what situations do you ghost, or if you, I guess, why do you ghost? Like,
0: are there any situations where you're just like, oh
3: no,
1: yeah, oh no,
0: no. this one, <laughs> she is wild. I'm, a, I'm a, you know, head out, and then you just ghost. So, tell us a little about those situations.
3: Um, I'll start with this one. Um, I can so hear I, you smiling.
0: T- I'm excited. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I mean, I typically don't ghost. I, I always am very transparent with whoever I'm, I'm talking to i think that everyone needs a little bit of closure whether they did something wrong or not like everyone wants to know why you don't want to continue the only time i just stop all contact is if i've told you multiple times what that reasoning is and for some reason you're just not hearing me or you don't want to accept that fact then that's when i'll ghost and if you continue then i'll have to block you <laughs> but I, I typically don't just
2: ghost on someone for no reason
0: okay Uche
2: yeah I try not to ghost as well as much as possible I you know try and give people an explanation of why things are you know not going to work out I would say the the situation where I ghost in is if I feel like I've been disrespected to where the person doesn't deserve any of my time, like not even 10 seconds, you know, me responding to a text message. For example, if we, you know, we tried to go on a date three times and, you know, the person is telling me like two minutes before the date, hey, I can't show up. Or, you know, next time, hey, you know, uh, something came up, or if I even go on the date, and they just don't show up. And, you know, they don't (laughs) send a message to me until like an hour after like wasting my time. You know, if I've set some time aside for you, and it doesn't seem like you're valuing my time, as much as I'm valuing your time, then you're not going to get any of my time anymore. And that's when I'll go somebody and not even respond to their messages. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. I think it's really important to find someone that respects your time and, you know, aren't rude to you before even meeting them. I think that's, again, it's a really big red flag. Exactly. Okay, so what
0: you guys ask for a second date? Sorry, Jeanette, were you gonna say something?
1: Oh, no, I was gonna ask the same question.
3: <laughs> what was your question again? What was your question again, Chelsea?
0: Oh, Jeanette, I thought she was going to say, it. <laughs> what makes you guys ask for a second date?
2: Yeah, asking for a second date is, for me, if we had a great time on the first date, and I think that there's chemistry there. And I think having that chemistry is very important. It takes different people, different amounts of time to be able to determine if there is chemistry or not. For me, it's, the first few minutes, like the first, let's say 30 minutes of the first date, you know, I can get a pretty good sense of if we have, you know, good chemistry or not. So, you know, if the conversation is flowing, you know, we have uh, a lot in common and we have that chemistry, then I'll definitely ask for a second date. Yeah. And for me, if, if the first
3: date is going really well and I just don't want it to end, then I have to ask for that second date.
0: Oh, that's a good answer.
1: Okay, so I think we only have a few minutes left. So do you guys have any horror stories you would like to share really quickly?
2: (laughs) Uh, How much time do we have left again? (laughs) We
1: have four minutes.
2: (laughs) There's uh, there's a lot of those. Um, Yeah, horror stories. I guess, you know, my biggest one is... um, the time I went on a date with a girl and, um, she started crying in the middle of the date. Oh. And, uh, it was very interesting because, you know, she, she started talking like she was giving me some kind of compliment. She's like, oh yeah, you know, you seem very intelligent and well-spoken and put together. And then I'm like, okay, you're saying it as a, It sounds like a compliment, but you're saying it in a tone of voice that's very negative. And Mm. she's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm not used to those type of guys. I'm used to thugs. (laughs) And uh, mind you, this girl is like Caucasian, like, you know, like straight out of the, the suburbs, you know, very, you know, very put together. And then she starts telling me the story about, oh, yeah, I'm used to thugs because, they understand me like we're the same, like, I didn't grow up, I didn't grow up with a dad. And I'm like, Oh, so your dad wasn't around? He's like, No, my dad, he made a lot of money. And he provided for us financially, but he didn't spend a whole lot of time with us growing up. And I'm like, Okay, I, I can, I don't see how that, you know, makes you on the same place with a thug that has no money, and uh, literally has no dad at all. But you know, so I'm listening to her and then she just breaks out crying in the middle of the bar and I'm looking at her. I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out because people are going to look at our table and they're going to think, oh, wow, what did he do to her? So <laughs> I'm kind of patting her on the shoulder. I'm like, uh, they're there. You know, they're sorry, there. sorry, sorry about that. And um, yeah, that was a nightmare. Uh, needless to say, there was no uh, no second date on that one. That was awful. <laughs>
3: interesting enough uh, that's actually happened to me not in the exact same way but someone has cried on the very first date and it was very uncomfortable and I i was in a position where people were looking to see what i did but that's not my worst um i'd probably say my worst is i went on a date with this girl we went to a happy hour um and that went well and then we progressed to a restaurant and then from there we were actually going to meet up uche and some other friends this was a few years ago and on our way there somehow religion was brought up and typically i try to stay away but now i've learned it's probably best you might as well just get it out of the way um but it was brought up and for for my point of view i'm pretty open-minded when it comes to religion i'll date someone from any religion but for her it wasn't the case and she was just an extreme christian and she she was of the mindset that if you're not christian you're going to hell and if you're gay you're going to hell and i was like whoa i I was like I, I i have gays in my family and i also have friends of multiple religions i was like do you have any friends that that aren't christian she's like yeah my best friend's hindu i was like okay that's interesting so do you think that she's going to hell and she was like, well, if she doesn't convert before she dies, I think she will. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that is God. so crazy. <laughs> so, like, we were, we were in transit. Like, and as soon as she said that, I was like, you know what? I think it's best that I take you back. Um, so I, I turned around and took her back to her place. And it was such a letdown because the first hour to two hours were, were just absolutely perfect until that point.
2: Oh, man.
0: I mean, I don't, I know it's very different for a man, right. To have a woman crying. Cause anyone looking would think that you guys did something to them, but I honestly don't know what I would do if I was ever on a date and a guy started crying. I think I would follow <laughs> 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 like, I would legitimately fall in my seat. Okay. So tying this all together, thank you so much for both of you for giving us your time. Cause I know that's not something we get back nowadays at all. And we have a finite amount of time, but what advice do you guys have for your other men out there before we close things out?
3: Jay. Okay.
2: Yeah. I would say advice for, um, advice for men out there is, you know, to, to be patient. And I know it's very easy to, you know, run into that first issue, you know, um, with a girl that you're dating and say okay i'm not going to make this work i'm not going to look past this i'm just going to go back to my phone i'm going to swipe a few more times and you know there's a hundred other of these you know girls out there but really you know take a look at what you're looking for and like i was saying earlier realize what those negotiables and non-negotiables are and you know what is important to you and actually give people a try you know, um, especially if it's like, you know, on a first date, you know, people may be nervous, you know, they may, um, you know, not be putting their their best foot forward. But, you know, have patience with people and just don't, you know, treat people as their, you know, as their commodity. Exactly. As a commodity that there's, hey, there's there's so many out there. I don't need to put my best foot forward. I don't need to try and find common ground, anything like that. So having that patience and understanding is my advice that's great advice and
3: for me it depends on what you're looking for if you're looking for a long-lasting relationship like i am i'd say don't compromise on what's important to you you're not dating their cute face their height or their smile you're dating their maturity their morals and their goals so evaluate that before you catch feelings for something that doesn't necessarily deserve you
1: I love that. All right. Well, thanks for listening to our dating topic today. And I hope you ladies find success in trapping a man this summer. Um, Huge shout out to Matt and Uche for taking the time out of your busy schedules to chat with us. And for our listeners, make sure to subscribe if you haven't already and chat soon. No crying on the first dates. Bye, guys. (laughs)